Hey, Anna. Remember that time a town had to go all footloose to stave off a plague? time and historical podcast i'm your host anna webb i'm your host amanda webb and this is a podcast where two sisters totally geek out on all their favorite moments in history we're doing it yeah i tell you what i lectured all week to my kids which i don't often do and i was like so sure that halfway through the week i was gonna lose my voice and i didn't and i was doing great i was doing such a good job and then i woke up this morning and i'm so Uh raspy Uh uh-huh yeah of course Uh recording also, day so yeah i'm also sawyer and i are helping with the we're sawyer's directing a middle school play and yeah. so i have to yell at the children um so it's that doesn't week, help either baby. oh god <laughs> <laughs> yep yeah so the voice is where it's at it's voicing <laughs> it's is it though <laughs> in a way in a way <laughs> in its own but, way but here we are. Yeah. Well, would you like a drink update? Of course. I'm once again having hot cider. Ah, uh, yes. I bought so much cider. I at one point had three different types of cider in my fridge. So I'm trying to work through it. Sure, That's sure. Fine. Of course, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. While I'm drinking, water. Excellent. Left you in suspense there for a second. But <laughs> what could it have been? Never fear, never die. Doubt. Never fear, never doubt. What? <laughs> I got it. I got caught in my throat. <laughs> wow you guys it's been a little bit of a day mm-hmm. we're a little all over the place but we're yeah. here and we're gonna do it we're gonna record the podcast yes so i my students are doing social studies fair projects right now mm-hmm. which means as they have been talking to me about their topics there have been lots of things where i've been like oh, that'd make a good podcast, podcast episode. yeah <laughs> so that's where this one came from this week um we are going to talk about the Dancing Plague of 1518. Yes. I love this. Which is this. such a fascinating little event. I love this. Yeah. It's really interesting and weird. Yeah. So strange. All right. So let's get into it. Let's talk let's, about it. Let's do it. On July 14th, 1518, a woman named Frau Trophia or Trophy, I think, I don't know, something like that, mm-hmm. um, Begins dancing in the street of Strasbourg, Alsace, uh, in what is now France. Right. At the time, it was a part of the Alsace. Holy Roman Empire, but now it's yes. France. Yeah. Um, there's no sign of any music. There's no reason for her to be dancing. She just starts dancing. Yes. Furiously in the streets. Furiously. That's a good way to She's just it. moving. Uh, she dances all night. To the point of exhaustion, and then she collapses and passes out, and then she wakes up in the morning, and she starts dancing again. She just keeps at it. Yeah. It's very strange. <laughs> a strange occurrence. This is the strangest start to an episode I think we've ever had. Yeah, because what else do you say about There's it? There's not right? really any like, background on it. It's just yeah. this thing happened. Yeah. It just, just started a, happening. Well, and it seems like when you read just that part of it, you're like, and? Right. But it's what happens she next danced. that's... A woman danced and we recorded that? Yeah. Right. <laughs> what happens next is what's butt wild, right? Okay. Yeah. So she's dancing. 
her husband and like a bunch of city leaders and like authorities try to stop her, but she like physically resists them and continues to dance. And she dances basically nonstop for about a week. A week? Yeah. Four to six Ugh. days is what most of the accounts say. That's crazy. Um, of, at, at the end of that four to six days, they end up taking her um, to a town about 30 miles away called Severn, mm-hmm. um, where there is a shrine to St. Vitus. And we're going to wrap back around and talk more about that later. Right. Okay. But that saint that's Vitus where she goes. is a saint of... Great question. We're going to get into okay. it later also. Um, I couldn't really nail down exactly, but we're going to talk about St. Vitus more later. Because it ends up being kind of important to the story. Right. Okay. But I wanted to get into that later when we're talking more about like what might have happened here. Interesting. I yeah. I just decided to Google while we were talking there. There are um, St. Vitus churches, like, in my general area. Not near, not super close to me, but um, huh. Newcastle, PA, which is not very far. Fascinating. Did yeah. you find a, a definitive what St. Vitus is the saint of? Hmm. Because he's not really the saint of dance. We'll talk more about it later. Christian Martyr from Sicily. Yeah. Um, right? This is this is the experience I was having where I was like, <laughs> what is he the saint of? I don't know. I've got some ages, stuff about him more later, though. counted as one of the 14 holy helpers. Okay. Okay, cool. Okay, in Germany, his feast was celebrated with dancing before his statue. Yes, that's, I have that. That comes from this, right? Uh, no, I have it. Oh, We're okay. going to talk about that later. Yeah, there's yeah, no, like, one definitive a... thing that he's the saint of. It also led to him I'm gonna consider I... the patriot saint yes. dancers and yes. entertainers. I've got that. We're okay, going to talk about that later. interesting. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, so it wasn't like he was already it, the saint of dance he or was anything just like a, that. a martyr of A martyr, sort. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so we're going to come back to St. Vitus later. Okay. Um, so she dances for like four to six days. But then she, other people start to join her in the streets. Sure. In this dancing nonstop, cannot be physically restrained, getting up. It's like unnatural. There's no music. They're just dancing. Um, so across these few days of her dancing, about three do- dozen other people join her. Sure. Um, I, while I was researching, I found that this, like, phenomenon is called choreomania. Yes. Which is just a which really fun so term. funny. Yeah, it's a fun term. Choreomania. Um, crazy for choreography over here. Indeed. Uh, so now you've got, like, 30, 40-odd people dancing in the street. And the privy council of this town does not know what to do. They don't. No, know, of course, they not. don't know how to stop the dancing. And people now would not know what to do. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, this yeah, is not and one it's... of those things where it's just that this was in a time where people were like, we didn't really know what caused certain things. Like, if this happened now, people yeah. would be like, "What do we yeah. do about this?" Because it's do we not do? like. <laughs> They were just, like, mindlessly doing it, right? Right. It's not like... And it was like their body was, like, 
forcing them to do it. There's some stuff about this dancing plague that says, like, when people would have brief moments of lucidity, they would be, like, screaming and, like, so it clearly wasn't really, they weren't in their right minds, whatever was happening, like... There was no yeah. real explanation to what was going on. It's, like, not, like, a flash mob in the street. It was just that these people right. were out there just, like, moving their bodies constantly. Right. Not walking, not running, just, like, moving around. Dancing. Yeah. Um, so they have no idea what to do here. Uh, a group of physicians is, you know, like, observing these people and attempting to, like, figure out what's going on. Um, and they believe it was a, quote, a natural disease which comes from overheated blood. Now, what does that mean? What <laughs> That's could a great that question. mean? What could How that does one's mean? blood get overheated? My blood was boiling, so I got to move my body. Like, what does that mean? Literally boiling. Yeah. It's so yeah. hot. I couldn't, like, wh- and wouldn't you think, uh, I just, okay, if that were even possible, wouldn't the body's natural response to be to try to cool you down and yeah once you get warmer if you were moving around that doesn't make much sense. i guess yeah i have no idea so like when you get a fever i guess you i guess you try to sweat it out sometimes mm-hmm. so maybe i don't know interesting um but they believe that the cure was basically to, for people to here's another quote from them dance themselves free of it sure I mean, what else are you going to do? Yeah, so that the thing to do was to let them dance it out of their system. Whatever was going on, they had to just keep moving. So, the Privy Privy Council of the town hires a bunch of people to transform their guild halls into temporary dance floors and stages. That's so wild. Stages um, is so funny to me. Yeah. They were like, they need to be elevated. Elevated. <laughs> to perform this. Yeah. So they set up dancing. platforms in the horse market and the grain market. That's so um, funny. They also bring in a bunch of musicians. Sure. To keep them moving. If you can't so even like, join them, you know. Yeah. So they bring in drummers, fiddlers. Um, pipe and horn players, and they also bring in other healthy, normal dancers um, to, like, encourage them to continue dancing. If the cure is to get it out of their system, then they need to keep moving, I guess. If people fell over, other people would hoist them back up. So they think that they should just dance themselves to the point of complete exhaustion, and then they'll stop dancing. It's so funny to me because... They've, like, convinced themselves that this is the quote-unquote cure, but it's like, you have never seen this before, though. Yeah. So how do you know what the cure is or is not? And why are we buying into it so much? Right. You can say, like, maybe they just need to keep dancing until it's out of their system, so we'll let them tire themselves out. But, yeah, like you said, like, they're putting resources into this. they're, They're basically pushing them to keep dancing for what? Why? It's so, like, what? Mm-hmm. What do you mean? <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's very strange. Yeah. Um, this method backfires. No. <laughs> because as people, as more and more people are watching them, more sure. and more people start dancing and then sure. are unable to stop. And we'll talk more later about how... That is very much a, like, 
mania mass hysteria like response uh-huh. to this. Uh-huh. Um but like yeah, they put them up on a platform. Now more people are yeah. That's Join the in. thing I'm not understanding. Mm-hmm. Why did they need to build stages? I understand yeah. being like, let's make space over here, you know, or let's put a floor in so they don't uh-huh. twist their ankles on rocks or whatever. Why did they need to put, like, they were performing? I think maybe some Why of the thought there was that, like, it? there was this idea of maybe, like, the public pressure would make them stop, but... Like but wouldn't you being think it would viewed, egg them on more? I don't know. I don't know. Like, there's none of it. There's makes no sense. answer to it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So this, there's now more and more people are joining the dance. So then the town pivots to just banning public dances entirely. Sure, cause that cause we've gone through this whole thing where we're like they can't stop. So what should we do? We should just tell them to stop. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it hasn't worked up to this point, man. Now it's not that they're trying to stop those people from dancing. It's that they're it's trying that to stop they're... people from joining them. Exactly. So they like they do like take the people who are dancing and they give them like a space to be in so while whatever is happening is happening. But they don't they no longer want it to be public for fear that it will continue to spread. And so they do go all footloose on them. And sequester them away and ban dance in the town and you're not allowed to dance because it's too dangerous because you'll get the dancing plague. I guess. <laughs> They're essentially trying to quarantine them and then right. ban the activity. Um, and what I thought was, I was reading this one um, website that was like public domain records or something like that that had like a uh-huh. summary of this event. And one of the things it was talking about was that like dancing was such an important part of culture Sure. At this point in time, that, like, banning public dance kind of sucks because right. they danced for so many celebrations and stuff like that. Like, uh, one of the um, sources, like, from the town, this quote says, If honorable persons wish to dance at weddings or celebrations of their first mass in their houses, they may do so, so using stringed instruments, but they are on their conscience not to use tambourines and drums. A rhythm section the, is too yeah, much. As if the beat would would really. We cannot have a rhythm section. I understand. I guess that is more like but hypnotic, almost. I, I guess. guess, but it's I don't. It's all so arbitrary. Like yeah. they're just making yes. up these rules. Off, yeah, you know, off the top of their heads. Yeah, right. It's so interesting. Yeah, I don't, it's so odd. So by this point, it's, it's August now. This is, it's approaching about a month of this going on. It was like mid-July when it started. We're into August now. Um, the, uh, there is no official number of people who were involved in the Dancing Plague because there are so many different accounts of this. Sure. Um, and everyone claims something different. Well, but at the, any point on any day, it's like it could be a certain amount of people. Yeah. Because you have to think, the people who are joining in, you have to think at least some of them were, like, not really part of the kind Whatever of was happening. They yeah. They were just like, yeah. oh, we're going to dance. Exactly. And then I'm going to go home, actually, because I don't want yeah. to do this anymore. The, it was hard to get a beat them. on who was actually, like, afflicted, right, quote unquote. Right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but most accounts, like, there were certainly several hu- hundred. 
the the official numbers range anywhere between 50 and 400 people. Wow. So a, a couple of hundred is a safe, like, bet. Yeah. Um, there are also no, like, official accounts of the death toll. So, like, the city itself, the Privy Council, doesn't have any, like record of that right but other people do have records of this you have to think people moving their bodies non-stop for almost a month on end even if they were able to get food in them it still would like people would certainly dance themselves to death like they did there are so many factors like you said like are they eating are they uh, in this sorry to be a little bit crass but are they going to the bathroom yeah right seriously because that affects things yeah and yeah like you said like moving your body constantly you would just be exhausted to the point of yeah your body would just give up at a certain point, yeah right? exactly so there's no official death toll one person's journal describes about 15 people dying a day wow if that's true then the death toll would certainly be in the hundreds right um again we have no official account of that so it's hard to tell there had to have been a death toll we just don't really know what it was right. or what it could have been it could have been very small it could have been several hundred people right there's just no right. way to know um so we'll get more into some of the other theories later but we have to talk about a little bit about one right now just to talk about what happens next mm-hmm. So one of the theories for why people were dancing was that they were being punished by St. Vitus. Hmm. And so this is where I had put, I think what you found. In oh. Germany, There's a, his feast day was celebrated with dancing before right. in front of his statue. Um, so that was like a reason people associated dance with him. Um, his, that dancing becomes like popular and the name saint vitus dance is given to the neurological disorder sid sydenham's chorea and we're going to talk more about chorea later as well um it's a it's basically like a um it's some kind of disease or like neuro neurological um state that creates like twitching and um movement of the body like without control yeah 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 um and so, like, there are a few different, like, saints and things that actually have taken names to these different choreas because this manic dancing is not singular to this event. So th- there are actually a right. couple of saints who have the something-something dance named after one of these choreas because of this thing was kind of common. It's, it's huh. odd. It's a very odd phenomenon. Anyway, all of that leads him to be considered the patron saint of dancers and entertainment entertainment in general. Now, I couldn't right. find anything before that association about him being the saint of dancers or anything like that. Yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. I think part of the reason it gets associated here, at least, is just because that saint's shrine was so nearby that and that must have just been to this town to this area exactly right. yeah it was just what this area worshipped and so therefore there's this association right right so all that to say they're now they're out of options they can't figure out any medical reason they must be being punished by god of course <laughs> um so the remaining dancers are shipped to the saint vitus shrine in severn they put them on wagons they're still moving but they take him 30 yeah, miles away to that shrine. That must have been interesting. 
Yeah. Sometimes I try to picture, like, what did this actually look like? Yes. Like, what did the dancing actually mm-hmm. look like? Was it mm-hmm. just something that somebody saw, you know, the first person doing it and go, oh, well, she looks like she's dancing. Yeah. You know, or were they actually... But there must have been you, some semblance of, of dance dances. like there must have been some du- semblance of dance like movement for them to ever get to the conclusion that they would need to bring musicians in. Right, I'm just saying like what what was, was that dance because, looking like? Yeah, right. Like was it because somebody saw it and and thought or and said, "Oh, she is dancing. It looks like she's dancing. That mm-hmm. is what she appears to be doing." Because whatever was happening in her body, it just happened to look like mm-hmm. maybe a dance. You know, I just try to picture it because it yeah. wouldn't look like dancing now. Right? Exactly. So I don't, yeah. I just, it, I find it so fascinating. Like if I were standing there watching it happen, like what would it really have looked like? Mm-hmm. And same with putting them all on the wagons. Like, yeah. What did that look like? I wonder. And moving them from place to place, like through How this whole process. How long did that yeah. take to get them from one place to another mm-hmm. because they're moving the whole time? And that can't be easy because they're not, it's not like they're in a big transport van or And something. it's a big mass of people, right? Several right. hundred people on the right. low ends of the estimates. Like. Right. Yeah. It's fascinating. Um. So there's like competing um accounts on what ha- ended up happening to the original woman frau um trophia trophy um there some say that the shrine helped her to stop dancing but other accounts just don't ever mention her again so it's like c- what could have happened to her it's kind of unclear yeah i mean i guess um, it's possible that they just like sent her somewhere yeah but there is some thought that it might have helped her and that was why they sent the rest of the dancers there after trying other methods or maybe they just didn't know what else to do (laughs) yeah exactly um so while they're at the shrine they put crosses in the hands of the dancers and they put them all in red shoes I don't know why, but this is a very consistent detail, is that all of the dancers are in red shoes. Blood of Christ, I guess. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, this idea of, like, absolving your sins. Yeah, We'll get more into that later, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, On the soles and the tops of the shoes, they put holy water and crosses and and consecrated oil. Um, And then they, like, you know, burn incense and they pray over them in latin and they like are doing this dance like in the shrine and they're supposed to all like put a penny as like in the shrine to like um make an offering offering. um and apparently it works because people stop dancing once they go through this whole process um so whatever was happening slowly people are starting to get better um and then the more people that are afflicted with it and um Strasbourg are being sent to the shrine um and they are believing that they are being forgiven by Vitus yeah. and that's what's curing them essentially mm. um the whole event lasted from about mid July to like late August early September of 1518 so just over a month wild the event like starts and finishes wild so that's like the actual facts we know of what happened right let's talk a little bit about some of the theories of what could have happened here 
the most common one, and the one that I think is probably most likely, yeah, is that this was stress-induced mass hysteria. Right. Um, because in the le- in the years leading up to this event, the community of Strasbourg was living under very stressful conditions. Mm-hmm. Obviously, being alive in 1518. <laughs> very stressful. By very definition, much. was a stressful condition. Yeah. There was no relaxation to being poor in France in the Holy Roman Empire. Uh-uh. Sucked kind of no matter what. And that's an important note. She was, the first woman was yeah, it's not, not like, like rich were, or anything. Yeah, it's not like they were noble people, right? Yeah. They were not rich. Everybody who was inflicted was the poor, like, normal community members of this town. Right. Um, there are only a couple generations removed from the Black Plague, which yeah. had a really lasting effect on the region. Uh, in the years leading up to this, like, in the decade leading up to this, they had horrible famines and really bad harvests, mm. like, every other year for the, the decade or so leading up to this. So that affects, you know, the average member of that community. In a ten-year span, all those people would have lived through that time. Right. If they um, lived. Yes, exactly. Know. Uh, and the, another problem was that the clergy and the other city leaders had become very corrupt. No. So they were... <laughs> never heard of that. Never. <laughs> they were hoarding food and alcohol. They were publicly taking concubines. They were oh, increasing on. taxes. They had inflicted all of these laws on these people that they, like, couldn't fish in certain areas or harvest trees so that they were, like, forced to be, like... Yeah, that sounds... Paying good. for everything, yeah. you know? Uh, so, it was hard to live in Strasbourg in 1518. Right. Um, and so, it's very possible that all of this stress leads to a stress-induced psychosis. There had also been a few other reports of smaller and much less deadly dancing plagues around that area in the years before this event. That's so So, interesting. in the, like... A hundred-ish years before this happened, there were, like, a handful of other accounts of this, all on this, like, northwestern edge of the Roman Empire. Or the, yeah. So they were all from this area. Um, so it's also possible that just the knowledge that other people had responded to stresses in this way would have sort of affected the general... Would have influenced... Mind of the people who live there. Yeah. Um, so it's possible that this type of psychosis could have been a symptom of an actual chorea. So like maybe that first woman had some type of chorea. There's a bunch of different like, um, types of it that have different causes. Um, one of them, the one that is named the, um, St. Vitus's dance, um, could be a re- that particular one could be a result of um rheumatic fever oh sure so maybe she was ill in some way and her body was responding that way and a psychotic a psychotic state can be a yeah. symptom of that type of chorea yeah um but it's also possible that it was just a social phenomenon that this was just how her brain was responding to whatever stress she was under, and then other people started doing it as this um, right. mass hysteria. I don't hysteria. think there's much. I don't think there's much uh, difference. 
Like, yeah. was it a result of her being ill in mm-hmm. some way? Or was it a result of her just being generally stressed you know stressed under yeah. those living conditions i don't think there's really any difference yeah like the 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 reaction from everyone else mm-hmm. is the same either way right yeah. yeah i think it's really interesting that the saint vitus's dance gets its name for this social phenomenon but there is also a connection to the actual physical body response. But right. because we don't know if that's what was affecting this woman or not, we don't know if one is named after one and not the other or Which like came vice first, versa. The chicken or I, the egg. Yeah. yeah, I think that's interesting. Yeah. Um, the people of the town believed that the dancing plague was a right. curse from St. Vitus because of how unholy their clergy members and the townspeople had become. And so they thought the only way to cure it was to absolve yourself of your sins, right. go before the shrine, make your sacrifice. And then like, that was what, why they were yeah, healed. You know, it's also possible people joined in because they thought, Oh, this is how we make amends for whatever mm-hmm. is happening. And or they, they were feeling guilty of something. The, and, yeah, then that's, and then they yeah. started to buy into the sort of, um, their brains kind of started to think it was compulsive, even if it initially was not, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. So that is sort of the most widely held belief about the reason behind yeah. this. I think it makes the most sense. Seems most um, likely. Especially with this community that already had this belief in this yeah. saint. And the and human whatever. brain does wild things yeah the human when, brain does when put really under stress things. specifically yes. yeah. i mean it's the same kind of thing we talk about like the witch trials in salem or or all over oh don't even worry we're coming back to the witch trials in just a minute okay great well then i'll hold off <laughs> yeah um okay this one i thought was so interesting and there's like no actual evidence of this but i find it fascinating okay. fascinating okay so this guy um Paracelsus? Is that Paraclesius? Paraclesius, probably. Yeah, Paraclesius. Nope. Para. Paraclesus. <laughs> anyway. Paracelsus, probably? Pa- yes, that's probably okay. it. Paracelsus. I had to read it a few times. Same. I was getting the letters all jumbled up. Same. Um, he was really interested in this event like a handful of years after it happened, and so he's got some writing about it. Oh, and he's he's got this theory hold on i dropped something okay um he's got this theory that the reason that frau trophia was out there dancing was to embarrass her husband of course he does think that yeah of course it has to be that the woman is so uh off her rocker and that her only motive is to embarrass the man in her life because women be yep. Women be shopping, as Kevin says. Women Women be be crazy. Yeah, so the idea here is that, like, her husband was being a bad person or, like, unfaithful or something like that. And so to publicly embarrass him, she just went out there and pretended to be crazy and started dancing and just didn't stop no matter what he did because she was trying to embarrass him. I mean... Okay. (laughs) That the other, other women saw her doing this and so they went and joined. Even though I don't know that there's any record of it being, like, women first uh, besides her yeah, or anything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, and that they were just 
doing it to be, you know, like publicly wild. Yeah, because everything women do is for male attention even then. or, Or just to like do whatever they wanted regardless of the men and that's why they were out there dancing. I don't know. That's no, this whole because thing. <laughs> why do men think that women try to embarrass other men? It's yeah. because they think they want male attention. That's yeah. what he that's what he's saying, right? <laughs> yeah. Um he c- classifies this in a lot of different ways. Um uh it's a dance without fear or respect, a dance from rage and swearing. Like there's all these different like um titles he gives for this condition um the end of this article that i was reading that was talking about this says he was also a misogynist whose diagnosis looks somewhat (laughs) ridiculous now (laughs) see i told you which i just thought was worth um adding because i thought it was really funny that the article said it like that (laughs) you're not wrong now if a woman had come out and said i think this might be the reason i would view it through a different lens of like maybe she was being really petty and that's kind of funny um but a man saying it clearly puts it in this kind of yeah he's clearly coming at it from this angle of yeah because she's just a crazy woman and she was trying to embarrass her husband because she didn't like that he embarrassed her and it's like okay Mm -hmm. he (laughs) maybe but um, i highly doubt it he gets some credit for this the, what his interest in this because he was one of the first persons people who said i don't think this was a religious mania sure yeah um and I'll he had a that. couple I'll give him he that. had a couple other theories behind besides this one as well but he was the first person who said like no this was this was a choreomania it was not right like either uh, it was intentional yeah or or yeah caused by some sort of physical ailment yeah yeah um, and then the last th- popular theory is okay. our mild friend and yours, <laughs> Ergot. Yes, of course. Um, if you don't know what Ergot is, it's a fungus that grows on the like roots of rye, right? Typically, um, wheat, and it is toxic and psychoactive. Yeah, we talked about it when we talked about the Salem witch trial. Exactly. Yeah. Um, because it's asa- associated a with a lot of theory. mass hysterias. Yeah. Um, so, basically, the idea here is that there is a um, ergomatine, I think is... Sure. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's a, fi- a psychoactive product of ergot, and it is structurally related to LSD and the right. substance from which LSD was originally synthesized. Right, right. So it Makes causes hallucinations and twitching in the body, right. which would explain the physical, the extreme physical movements. Right. It's the same reason, again, for like Salem, they would say the uh, people would have these fits, like mm-hmm. physical, they called them fits. Um, which is similar, like the body would just kind of spasm and not be able to be controlled. Yeah. Um, now this, I think is a pretty solid theory that if it wasn't mass hysteria alone, that it could have been mass hysteria egged on by some food poisoning, essentially. Um, the author John Waller, who is also a name you will see associated with this a lot, because he has like written the book on this. Right. Um, he is the definitive like 
person on this subject. He says that the theory is unlikely because, um, if they were, if people were poisoned by ergot, they probably could not have danced for as long as they did because sure. one of the symptoms of the poisoning is that it causes your extremities to go numb. Right. That makes so sense. So it's unlikely that they could have danced that long. And also, not everyone reacts to psychotropic chemicals in the same way. So, so they would not. They be might doing not the have same all thing. done the same thing. Yeah. Um. Other people have also sp- spread this um, ergotism theory to the other dancing plagues in the area, mm-hmm. right? Like, they've used this as a sweeping thing for, like, that whole phenomenon. And um, it also doesn't really hold water in that way because even though all of these outbreaks were along the um, Rhine and Mosul rivers, uh, the climates and crops in those areas were different enough that it would have been unlikely that that fungus had grown all through that region. Mm, sure. Sure. So I I do think that the ergotism is really interesting just because anytime we're going to talk about ergotism it's going to be interesting. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. I um, and, and and it's also like possible that maybe she had contracted Exactly. It in That's some what way, I was going to say. And maybe a few other people did and then that led to the mass hysteria, but Yeah. That Again, just based on the idea that, like, everybody in this town would have been eating the same stuff. So mm-hmm. it doesn't make a lot of sense that only some of them would be afflicted, but then and that others all of them would do the same thing and respond. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't really yeah. line up. Yeah, I do think there's something interesting to say, like, maybe her and the first handful of people, like, had a bad batch of bread. Maybe. And got ergotism, and that's what caused them to start the movement. But then the stress that they were all under, uh, people reacted in the mass hysteria response to just mirroring what she was doing. And so maybe instead of her suffering from from a chorea, what yeah. she was suffering from was ergotism, but then people just mimicked it. Like, that's a possibility. But, yeah, but it's kind of... I go back to why I think it's not the best theory for Salem either. It doesn't make a ton of sense to me that in this time period that that it would just stop if it were uh, based on ergotism. Mm-hmm. Because how would they know that their crops had been in some way infected yeah. basically yes. and how would they have made that stop so quickly that doesn't make i guess a lot of sense over the me. course of a month that food would have been mostly used up but or what, gone i guess but, but there would have been a close enough things in that in their place right so yeah, and at this time of year does that make sense i don't know i don't know enough about the crops and how right. they grew over there but I, it just doesn't it's so compacted uh-huh. into such a an intensely short time period yeah that that doesn't make a ton of sense to me well and also, like, the fact again, that they were, so. like, cured by going to the shrine right. makes you also think that the, the, the plain and simple mass hysteria um, yeah, explains it better. Because they if they were all suffering under the same belief system, then right. the cure being would you be are now absolved of your sin is right. would be the thing that made them better. Like, right. it makes sense that that would follow. And wouldn't they also have some sort of lasting effects? Because it's not like medical... Yes. And I know, also think more people would have died. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. We would have had, like, more of a record of people dying because I think more people would have sure. died. Yeah, I think... The, it's so fascinating with this and stuff like Salem or the, or the trials in England, even. 
you know, we we so badly want to find a a solid reason for mm-hmm. something like this happening. But the truth is, like I said, like the brain just does some Weird wild stuff. things to try yeah. to protect the person and the body from something stressful and it anything could happen and our brains are so malleable that like mm-hmm. if we see it happening and maybe we're influenced by the things you said like the general stress the religious kind of you know conditioning those things can cause our brains if we're seeing it happen to go oh me too mm-hmm. you know you'll just start I, the brain reacts in weird ways. It's really fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's so interesting to me just like how, I guess, easily, for lack of a better term, our brain chemistry can change to make us behave in ways that we never thought we'd behave. I mean, we see it with like COVID and the lockdown. Like our brains changed, mm-hmm. you know? So that's just interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. I have a lot of thoughts. So that was the dancing playing. I one of my kids was doing a social studies fair project on it, and then I was just thinking about it and I was like, nah, that's a good one. I should talk yeah. about that. That'll be a fun project for them to do. That'll be interesting. I know. I'm excited to see it. Yeah. Good topic, Amanda. Thanks. Well, history's great, but today is cool too. What's your favorite thing about modern times? Welcome to Modern Times. This is a segment of the podcast where we talk about things that we like about the here and now. And even though the here and now right now is very difficult. Rough. Yep. Um, we're gonna just try to find something <laughs> that yeah. we like about yeah. That. So I'm gonna be honest with you, I was gonna try and do a Google autofill for this one, but because it's been a real long time since we've done one, but there really wasn't a good <laughs> yeah. way to Google questions about the dancing play. Right, yeah. Yeah. Do you want to uh, first do you, or do you want me to? I can. Okay, go ahead. Uh fidgets. Oh, very good. I love fidgets. I, I do be needing right something here. to do with my hands. Yes, me too. And I'll tell you what, I like quiet fidgets. Because yeah. my problem with this podcast is that I need to be doing something with my hands, but it will pick up on my audio, especially when I'm talking the whole time. Yes, oh, but totally. we just got this we just got this one. It's literally just two magnets. <gasps> and it's like bumpy on the outside, so it's like satisfying to touch. But it's just two magnets and they're like opposite, so you I just slide them. You just slide them. I want one of those. And it's silent. You can, like, I've been using it the whole time. The likelihood that that has picked up on my audio at all is, I couldn't like, hear it. Yeah. Hold on. Let me see. If I put it right up to next to the mic. I still can't hear it. Yeah. Maybe like, a and little I can't, bit. A little I can't bit. even see anything on the <laughs> WAV file. So, like, yeah. we're crushing it. I you love it. I love like a fidget. You guys have, like, a whole little basket of fidgets. Yeah, we got a bucket place. of fidgets. I love that. Yeah, I love Yeah, I like to have options. I need to be having something to do with my hands. Me too. Um... It helps me focus on stuff. Like, it's easier for me to watch a movie if I'm doing something with my uh, hands. 100%. Because then I'm not scrolling and, like, missing things. Especially um, since the lockdown yes. in 2020. I need that kind of thing now. Yep, I, yep. I need to be... intense before, but... Moving. Yeah. I was... My kids... I was uh, lecturing this week, like I told you. And I do be needing something to do with my hands. And one of my kids found a spring from a pen on the ground and she handed it to me and she was like at least you got a fidget now and I was like so true and I sat there and I played with it the whole time I was talking they know I do that too yeah that's a really good one thank you mine I don't know if I've done this one before it's definitely possible but um the GPS 
Oh, so true. I'll tell you what. I don't know how I lived before. Because um, <laughs> I drove, I started driving, like, right as the GPS was sort of becoming like a standard thing that people used. So when I started driving, I didn't have one for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also, when I got one, it was not very good. It was really just okay. Um, and I I remember like printing out directions. And I don't know how people did it before that because I couldn't, I never really figured out how to properly read a map. So I couldn't mm-hmm. have done that. I love the GPS, especially living in a city that's all kind of wonky. Like, my city is not a grid. So even though I've been driving in it for, like, nine years now, sometimes I'm still like, I don't really know where I'm supposed to be (laughs) to get where I need to go. And I love a GPS because it will tell me exactly where I need to be. (laughs) Yeah, it's good stuff. I also feel like GPSs have just made me better at reading maps in general. A little, yeah. I mean, because it makes it easier GPS, for me to place where I am. Yeah, but you're also uh, naturally good at that. That's I'm not. True. Mm-hmm. Reading a GPS is not the same as reading like a flat paper map. Yeah, it's, it's very different. But you know, it does make it a little easier to figure out to orient yourself. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's my. It's a good one. It's Thanks. a good one. Um, I would like to say something before we wrap up this episode. Absolutely. Um, I would just like to say, uh, free Palestine. Mm-hmm. We are not going to spend a lot of time talking about it just because it's like. I, it's hard. There are people that are much more educated than mm-hmm. me. Um, so you will see me if you follow my personal social media, um, particularly Instagram or I guess TikTok, really um, sharing a lot of people who are posting like the news and, you yeah. know, um a lot of the history of the whole situation. Um, and they're much better equipped to do that than me. Um, but what I, and also I don't want to spend too long talking about it because by the time this episode goes up, things will be different than it is while we're recording because things are Mm -hmm. just changing so quickly. So there's a lot going on, but, um, on this podcast, in this house, we support a free Palestine. Absolutely. And we want the conflict to end mm-hmm. as soon as humanly possible. I say conflict. It's not a conflict. It's a genocide, to be mm-hmm. frank. Um, if you don't agree with that, mm-hmm. that is your prerogative. But just understand that's where we're coming from. And if that mm-hmm. affects your ability to listen to us or whatever, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't need to hear it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can just, you don't have to announce your departure. You can just go. But, you know, we hope that you will stay and and, um, educate yourself. And And also (sighs) to note that that is not an anti-Semitic take to Correct. Right. Um, Because that's also something we do not stand for in this space. Absolutely. Absolutely. We love our Jewish, um, you know, brothers and sisters, as they say. Mm -hmm. Um, We just don't support Zionism and also... Mm -hmm. um, you know genocide genocide right. yeah so um yeah i it's just been hard yeah um and we want to keep doing our show to provide some sort of levity, levity if we can um so you know we'll we didn't want to not do the episode but um yeah that's where we are so yeah. please you know, learn about it if you can. 
if you are in the U.S., please contact your representatives if you can. I know it feels like it's not doing anything. It really feels like that to me because every time I contact them, I get a response that's really unsatisfying. Um, but I'm going to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just if you can give, you know, financially, do it. If you can't, that's okay. I understand because I'm not always in a position to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that's all. I just didn't want the episode to go by without us saying Something. anything. Yeah. So that's all I have to say, I guess, about it yeah. for now. So Thank we, you. Are, we are thinking of the people in Palestine and <sighs> hoping it ends soon. Yeah. So, okay. That's that. Um, also, quick uh, programming announcement. Yeah. Um, our next episode after this one is going to be our last of 2023 because we have decided to take the month of December off um, instead of doing like holiday specials. There's just a lot going on. We're, we just need the time off, I think. So we'll do another episode for November and then we will take a break and then we will be back with a New Year's special that I believe should actually come out on New Year's Day. Yeah, because I think last year we did a New Year's Eve special and it came out on New Year's Eve. I think so, yeah. So this time our New Year's, we're going to do a New Year's Day special and it should come out on New Year's Day. I actually think it was different. I think we did holiday last year or something, but... We've done it before. before. Right. Mm -hmm. We've done this before um, where we did a New Year special instead of holiday episodes. So that's what we're going to do this time around. So, yeah. Next up, last of the year. That feels so absurd, but here (laughs) we are. Um, Yeah. So that'll be coming for you guys. And then we'll be into 2024. And hopefully things will be a little different by then, but we'll see. Okay. I think that was all the things I wanted to say outside of our normal stuff, right? Cool. Yeah, I think so. Great. So on to the normal stuff then, I guess. Um, If you uh, have suggestions for future topics um, or if you want to follow us online, um, you can send us emails at rememberthatpod at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram and threads at rtt pod um, we're also on facebook if you want to find us there um and if you would leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to this podcast that would be great um again any kind of hate speech of any sort will be contested and removed but just fyi um but if you enjoy the podcast we would really like to hear um what you think um or if you have actual <laughs> thoughts outside of you know our general stance on this um if you want to find me on the internet i am at the real anna webb and i'm at acw nerdfighter okay we did it yes we did (laughs) and uh until next time remember that time